Good morning, and welcome to our first daily devotional of the 2020-2021 school year. I am Dirk Russell, the Academic Dean and 12th Grade Humanities Instructor. To the faculty, I really wish we were starting this year together in the Lyceum. The time we spend together each morning singing, praying, and studying God's Word is a precious gift. However, we can be thankful that this format allows our faculty study of God's Word to extend to the entire Geneva community. I pray it will be a blessing to all who listen. Every year, Geneva has a theme which serves to focus our attention on a particular virtue. There are seven virtues that we cycle through every seven years. They are the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love, three classical virtues, truth, goodness, and beauty, and the seventh, which also happens to be our theme for this year, the mind of Christ. For the next month or so, during our devotional time, I am going to lead us in a study of our theme. Today, we will look at Paul's teaching on the mind of Christ in Philippians chapter 2. Tomorrow, we will look at our key verses for the year, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And on Thursday, we will begin a detailed examination of 1 Corinthians chapters 1 and 2. In these chapters, Paul provides the most comprehensive teaching on the mind of Christ. Let's begin by reading from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. It is important as we consider these verses that we seek to understand them in light of our present circumstances and to make application it is important to understand that as those who profess the name of Jesus Christ, we are in a unique and privileged position to make a difference in a world awash in chaos. As the people of God, we must live and work in the world as those Paul calls ambassadors for Christ, those whose task it is to appeal to the world to be reconciled to God. Because of our calling and the chaos we see in the world, it is essential that we understand the Bible's teaching on the mind of Christ. You will notice that twice in verse 2, Paul appeals to the Philippian church to be united in mind. Paul makes it clear in verse 1 that the foundation of our like-mindedness is our shared blessing as believers. He starts by saying, so if there is, but this is simply a way to say to believers, since you have been given. His assumption is that all of the things he will list are what we possess as followers of Jesus Christ. 
And this structure makes us reconsider and hopefully think deeply about what we have been given in Christ. Paul does this because it is easy to forget what we have been given. And when that happens, we forget who we are and to what we have been called. Paul wants them, and by extension, us, to take hold of what is ours in Christ. Well, what is it that we have in Christ? We have, he says, encouragement in Christ. We live in a world of chaos. We live in a world where we often see deep despair. But as followers of Jesus Christ, we have encouragement in him. We have comfort from love, Paul tells us. This is the love of God in Christ Jesus. We have participation in the Spirit of God, and we have affection and sympathy. But you might be saying, I don't feel right now like I have any of those things. That is why Paul is reminding us, these things are objectively ours in Christ Jesus. Part of having the mind of Christ is believing what God tells us, as opposed to listening to the voices that would tell us otherwise. Those voices could come from the world, or they could come from our own sinful flesh. So clearly, Paul is concerned with believers having the same mind. But what does that mean? Paul tells us. He says to be of the same mind means that we do nothing from selfish ambition and conceit, but rather we treat others as more significant than ourselves. This, of course, has application in the church, but I don't believe that is Paul's primary concern. Because just a few verses later, he tells them to be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Our unity of mind, or of having the mind of Christ, helps us to live as lights to the world. What the world desperately needs is a church And by that, I mean all of those who profess Jesus Christ as Lord, which is unified in mind and willing to set aside its own interests for the interests of others. Just saying that is a good starting point, but we need to communicate with one another to find tangible ways to make this command a reality. So the question becomes, are we more concerned about our own rights Or are we more concerned about being lights to a crooked and twisted generation? But let's be honest. This command to not do anything of selfish ambition and conceit, but to treat others as more significant than ourselves, this command is hard. How do we do it? Here, Paul comes back to the mind of Christ. He says that we must all have the mind that is ours in Christ Jesus. And this is a critical biblical teaching about the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ already belongs to believers. It is ours right now and forever by virtue of our union with Jesus Christ. The mind of Christ is not something we work for and is not something that is promised to us someday in the future Paul says we have the mind of Christ right now. But we must ask, will we use it? Or will we allow ourselves to simply think in the same way that the world thinks? When we think like Christ, 
It helps us to act like Christ, which means treating others as more significant than ourselves. Now, to make sure we understand fully what he means to treat others as more significant than ourselves, Paul gives us the example of Jesus. Let me summarize here what Paul says about the life of Jesus Christ. He says that he was God, but he did not hold on to the prerogatives he rightly had as God. He set aside his divine privileges. Scripture says he emptied himself and instead became a servant. He humbled himself by becoming a human, and he obeyed God the Father by willingly giving himself over to the most disgraceful death known in the ancient world, death by crucifixion. But more than that, his death by crucifixion was also enduring the wrath of God that our sin deserves. This is the example of self-sacrifice that is commended to us. This kind of sacrifice only comes when we are able to think like Jesus. And there is an important final point that Paul makes. Because Jesus humbled himself, God exalted him. And one day the entire world will give him the glory that he deserves. Now, that is, does not mean that we humble ourselves in order to find a backdoor way of being exalted. We humble ourselves so that Jesus is exalted. That's the end that we ought to desire, the glory of Jesus Christ being known throughout the world. Having the mind of Christ means living in the world differently. That difference is evidenced by the way we treat others, is more important than ourselves, and what we ultimately desire, the glory of Jesus Christ and not our own glory. Please pray with me. Father, this has been a challenging year so far. But Father, as we begin this new school year, we submit ourselves to you. We submit our minds to you. I pray that you would give us grace to use the mind of Christ that is ours in him, so that in all things we might seek to bring you honor and glory. I pray for this school year. I pray that you would give us the grace that we need in order to persevere so that Jesus Christ might be glorified. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we end, I want to direct your attention to our Spotify playlist called GSB Morning Devotional Hymns. If you're on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, I would encourage you to go there now to that playlist and listen to May the Mind of Christ My Savior. Have a blessed day.